Well, don't look now, but Coyotes forward Clayton Keller has surpassed his career-high scoring total over the weekend. On today's Locked On Coyotes, we'll be breaking down what to make of this phenomenal year from the future captain of the Arizona Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlak right beside me on this episode of Locked on Coyotes. I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. Today, we're talking about Clayton Keller, Carl, because over the weekend, he has surpassed his career high in, in scoring, so in both points and goals, and, just, and he's just not stopping. This no. dude is just having a tear this season and uh we're just in for the ride yeah uh clayton keller currently has 69 points in 67 games uh we're getting to the end of the season looks like keller may very well finish at a point per game pace uh i think the last player to do anything like that was uh ray whitney um could be wrong but keller is just absolutely phenomenal he's looking great um with Schmaltz and Hayton, just a fantastic year. Yeah, you know it's funny because we're like you know talking about those li- that those lines is like uh, specifically. I mean, we knew he'd always he'd always play well against Schmaltz. Uh, having Hayton up there, I mean, kind of surprised me. But like, I think anything like if you can do anything to try to make Clayton Keller better, like that's kind of one of the one of the big goals here. Uh, for the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, we talked about him last week on our Cornerstone episode as Cornerstone players. And uh, one of the very integral parts of the, like, like not just a Cornerstone, but like a major Cornerstone. Like he's like a lot of, th- a lot of things can fall apart without him. And like, it just really goes to show of how important he is to this team. Absolutely. Uh, Keller is probably the most important piece to this team right now, uh, especially the most active um player um he is who you are doing this rebuild off of um because there's always the younger players they're logan cooley's uh the dylan gunther's uh whoever the coyotes draft in the first round uh this year's draft those players are always going to be there but you also want to have like just a veteran like offensively gifted player to build off of while they're getting ready and you know as keller begins to kind of like age enter that veteran stage of his career those players are going to be entering their prime their this year of keller's career and another thing too is like you know we we talked about also on that episode last week about um like lawson kraus for example being like a blueprint of like what we what bill armstrong wants from his team uh clayton keller is like that is a different end of it in sense it's like okay you have Lawson Krause's the blueprint to the physical side of the team Clayton Keller is the blueprint to the skill set right yeah. like 
he like he is one of the like like without a doubt the most skilled player on the team and it really shows yeah he he is the most dynamic player he is the most like dangerous with the puck he can score goals he can assist he can play make he can do everything like the fact that he has 29 goals this season is astonishing like i don't think anyone pictured keller as a 30 goal player but it looks like he is consistently going to be that he is going to consistently going to be that and to think that he's still in his um you know early, you know mid mid 20s like he's he is 24 24 still like early mid 20s he's in early mid 20s <laughs> early um, mid 20s yes uh, sure go. look i'm i'm in my 20s so like i'm trying to you know yeah he's in the first half of his 20s he's not in the bad <laughs> half um but but yeah okay. like when i say uh he his prime is now it's not his prime is probably like two years from now 100 percent. you know you tend to see like a lot of forwards you know they talk about they reaching their prime at around 26 27 years old um you know if you take a look at some of the big contracts that forwards got i'm gonna use uh maple leafs forward john Tavares as an example he got his he got his deal at 27 years old 28 somewhere around there uh, i think 28 uh but may have been just like it felt like he was with the islanders for forever and that saga was forever yeah but i mean that's that gets an example though right um that tells you clayton keller i mean he already is you know get a decent amount of money but he's going to command even more money when his contract is up luckily he's kind of got a few more years under that current contract, which is a look is shaping out to be work, you know, looking really good. We're wondering whether a few years ago, if that was an issue, we're going to talk about a little more of that contract. I know you probably have a comment on that. We're going to get to uh, that though in just a moment, but first I want to uh, talk to you guys about um, some of our sponsors on the show. And the midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores, the threes drained. You know, there's so many fun aspects to, uh, to, uh, to uh, making a bet. I know a lot of you college basketball fans are probably going to focus on uh, making some bets in the uh, March Madness tournament. Um, and you know, this is an Arizona-based podcast. And you might want to take a bet on uh, how far the Arizona Wildcats go. You know, they're always the top, uh, you know, one, one, one of the top teams in there. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at bigger payout with same game parlay. So don't miss the, ch- the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to fanduel.com slash locked on, that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So let's get to that contract talk, Carl, because Clayton Keller, if I'm looking at his contract, uh, has. Gotta get that tab open. All right. While you're doing that, I do want to say it looks like uh, Tavares was 27. 
um, when he signed his deal with the Maple Leafs. There, there you go. So he was 27. Um, and I, Clayton um, Keller is going to be um, going to be about 30 years old when his contract is up. He's still got wow six more years on his deal. Um, and at $7 million, if you are a Coyotes fan, if you are focusing on the Coyotes, like that, like right now, he is like, he's making like, his, uh, worth every penny right now, <laughs> which, cause yeah. and I talked and I, and I asked and we talked and I mentioned this and I teased this a few years ago, we were like, uh, you know, he's not really living up to his deal. He's good, but he's not really living up to his deal completely. Now he's like, you know what? I think he's living up to his deal. Obviously, he has to stay consistent about that, but I think he's progressing. Absolutely. He is getting better every season um, and just improving in several ways. You could look at the fact that he only played 67 games last year um, before getting sidelined with that really horrific injury. He is a goal better and five five assists better. That is you know, small growth, but that's still growth. Um, I think that we are going to need to go back um, sooner or later and look at the four John Jacob deals, the Keller, Schmaltz, Dvorak, and Chikrin. Um, unfortunately, two of them are no longer with the team. Right. But I always said that with the type of deals that they were, if two of them hit and hit big, then that is just a phenomenal move by by Cheka to lock in talent at a very young age. Uh, I don't think that he was particularly good at the rest of the aspects of, of being a GM, uh, and his exit was certainly not ideal. No. But John Cheka saw something in Clayton Keller um, in what is honestly some of the worst seasons of hockey he has played. and was willing to take a chance on him and the coyotes are like absolutely benefiting from that. Absolutely. And it's, it is nice to see that, you know, he saw that potential because again, you know, at the time when you saw that what eight year deal or whatever, yeah, um, eight year extension, however long like get put into place, we're just like, I don't know if he, like I said, I don't know if he's worth that money. Um, that was at the end of the the talk at air, right? Yeah. We're like, what can what can possibly happen? Like, what what can we see more from him? I mean, he's good. He don't get us wrong. It's not like he's you know, a, not, like at, at the time we were thinking, not like that player or anything. He's good. He's just not money. Um, and then th- this season happens. Even last season, this year, this season, and all of a sudden, we're just like, who is this guy? Um, if he progressively gets better, and like I said, his contract's not up until he turns 30. Yeah, which I mean, you're already have him in his prime years, so like ideally, you want him to stick around as like veteran leadership as that point, um, and supplemental scoring maybe. Because let's be honest, right now he is the primary offense generated for the Coyotes. 100%. Uh, hopefully, six years from now, Logan Cooley is going to be the primary offense generator for the Coyotes. Don Gunther is. Like, those are players who have ridiculously high ceilings. 
Um, and I think that they can make Keller a better player, but I think that they could also hopefully exceed him in some ways. And it will completely round out that offense. Like by the time Cooley and Gunther, you know, and those prospects are reaching, you know, their, you know, upward trajectory toward even just towards their prime. Like this, that Coyote's top six, I think, but at that period in time, is going to be like unstoppable. It, it's going to be, I think, one of the better top six in the NHL. Um, provided Gunther and, and Cooley hit like they're supposed to, like it looks like they will, which I have a, every piece of confidence that they will. Um, what, 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 we side note really quick, I really, and I saw this, and it just can, kind of gives you an idea of, you know, the the hope you you know for Coyotes fans, um, yeah Logan Cooley if you saw I think there was a bit like a, a on when it did like star probability like yeah. right after the draft versus at this point in the season oh yeah it's like he's now surpassed Shane Wright in a higher percentage on star probability yeah uh, I I absolutely believe that uh, although let's be real uh, I I don't think anyone thinks that the Seattle Kraken's handling of Shane Wright was particularly good. Um, so, like, uh, I feel bad for that guy. He is going to be one of the people who I think we look back on and be like, man, his development in some pivotal years was just completely jacked up by things outside of his control. That guess that that brings a question, and I know today's today's episode should be all about Clayton Keller, but it does get does put me a question onto you. Is there going to be any comparison on the issues of what happened, what's going on with Shane Wright, to the drafting of uh, of Dylan Strom? No. Not necessarily. Um, not in my opinion. Uh, I think yeah. one of the things that we've talked about a lot is I. it is my opinion that Dylan Strome being drafted third overall is the worst thing that's ever happened to him because it, it it gave an expectation that he nece- not necessarily lived up for for a long time. He seems to be doing extremely well in Washington, um, which is good. Uh I, I like that he is being successful, but Shane Ray, you know, he wasn't drafted first overall. That is going to be, I think, the defining thing in his Fair career. Enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, like I, I, I was meaning me talking about, you know, the managerial treatment of said players. I, I, I don't necessarily think that the way that the Coyotes handled Strom is as bad as kind of like what the Kraken did and stringing him along. And there's nothing in, in Strom's development that could be anywhere close to like what the COVID-19 pandemic did to like a pivotal year of Wright's junior's career. Absolutely. Fair point. But we're going to continue to talk about Clayton Keller um, and, you know, talking about, you know, his future of the Arizona Coyotes and talk about, you know, what um what the future of the Arizona Coyotes in general looks like with him at the helm um, in just a minute. But first, we're going to take a quick break and take a uh, word from our sponsors. Our next partner has a product that I use 
literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I want to optimize my immune system and I hate taking daily pills and vitamins. I really like AG1. It is very convenient for me. I've been trying to eat more or drink more smoothies in the morning just as a, as a bit of health. So take my juice, take my spinach, take some AG1, throw in there with a banana and some strawberries. It's the perfect thing. And it costs you less than $3 a day. And if you're investing in your health, it's cheaper than something like a cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting a bunch of different supplements. You're investing in all-in-one nutritional insurance. And to make things even easier, uh, Athletic Green is going to give you a free one-year supply of the immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs when you get your first purchase. All you need to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. So let's, 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 let's wrap things up on, on, on a note here. Um, question for you, Carl, about, you know, looking at Clayton Keller's performance and the performance of the Coyotes as a whole this year, what's happened to the tank? Uh, the, the tank is still going to happen. Uh, I, I think the Coyotes are due for another strong losing streak. Um, but, you know, Keller is doing what he needs to do. Uh, I think the big difference between this season and last, and I need to look up to kind of see who is scoring these goals, but like the coyotes tend to be pretty good in the third period. Uh, they weren't against the avalanche, but in general, the they're fighting to tie things up. They're fighting to force overtime. Uh, and usually it's a timely goal. Uh, and I remember Clinton Keller scoring a lot of those. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's amazing to see, you know, his performance despite this season. Um, I don't like, they're already, you know, on a better pace than a much better pace than last year. Um, which is interesting because you look at then you I look at the rest of the teams and I'm just like the coyotes are better than the bottom, you know, four teams right yeah. now. Like, you know, the sharks, the ducks, the blue jackets, like for example, like those three teams are god awful. The Blackhawks. The Blackhawks, god awful. Like well, I mentioned, I think uh, a couple weeks ago, Clayton Keller has more points than the top two Blackhawks players. I don't know if that's still true, but it probably is. He's been going on a point streak. Um, and that's kind of a, a major issue. The only way the Coyotes could have gotten worse enough to like s- seriously tank at the deadline would be if they traded Clayton Keller. And that would just hurt the team's long-term futures. Like there, there's kind of, I think this is kind of what the bottom of the, the thing is going to be, because you know we're talking about Keller, but his line mates Hayton and Schmaltz, Hayton, young player, you kind of want to keep him around. He's playing really well with Keller. Uh, Schmaltz is a player who could potentially be replaced, but you know we're talking about Gunther coming in. Mm-hmm. And then the the McBain, Michelli, Kraus line. That's another young line that you're probably going to just keep together. I mean, that top six right now just seems like promising. 
Yeah. Right. Um, I can't say great because you know, obviously, like if you put up that that top six against like the Tampa Bay Lightning, they might have some issues, but um, it's still a solid top six. Um, yeah. for a lot of reasons, and again, you put it up against a mid-level team, and they'll compete. Look what they've done in the last couple of days. Absolutely. Um, I, I still think they're they're catching a lot of teams off guard. <laughs> Uh, a lot of teams think that the it's going to be an easy win, and it's not. Um, I, I they're also just happening to be facing a lot of teams who were absolutely wrecked at the rebuild or at the the trade deadline. Oh, absolutely. Um, and add in the fact that you know Mullet Arena is what it is—a harder place to play. Yeah. Um, and it just adds on to the aspect, you know, the i the 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 term mullet magic is still there. And, uh, you know, Clayton Keller was just, you know, instilled more of that mullet magic energy over the weekend, which if, you know, obviously if you, anyone missed it, I feel bad for you, but cause that was something else. It, it was, it was a rough game in a lot of ways, but the coyotes like got to overtime and, and that Keller goal, like it is, it is great to see what Keller can do. Uh, I also do like the fact that he is like finding a good groove with Barrett Hayton. Um, I think Hayton is one of those players that the Coyotes need to stick around. Um, for the longest time, he was considered a bust. Um, and then, no, he just kind of needed a little bit more time and he needed the opportunity. Um, you know, we weren't all in on Boyd being keller center this season no. so yeah this is kind of what we expected to happen um you know maybe a little bit earlier than i think i predicted uh he taking the spot but this seemed like it was where it was going now this brings in the question um and it does of course relate to clayton keller still um because it talks about the forwards and how you slot things in we're going to have a fuller episode about this later on too, but with Logan Cooley likely going to be signing as ELC, um, at least signs point towards that in the, this off, this off season after he's done with his uh, freshman year at, at Minnesota, where do you slot him in? I, I don't necessarily think you play him with Keller right away. Mm-hmm. Just because Keller is going to be getting a lot of your tough matchups, like let let Cooley get the advantageous like draw against like a third liner, uh, give him some time to adjust. Um, Maybe like example, Kraus is you know, tends to sit on the third line to kind of as a really good physical support. Put him alongside of Kraus. Yeah, yeah. Put him put him with Kraus. Uh, maybe do like a Kraus, Cooley, Michelli. Kraus like may that. have 40 goals. Um, <laughs> he's just got two playmakers next to him. Uh, that that could be interesting. Uh, but, I mean, we all saw what happened when John Gunther made his debut. And he looked good, uh, but not great. And that is going to be how old Cooley is. Uh, although, it should be said... When Clayton Keller made his debut, uh, it was 23 goals, 42 assists, 65 points. Still his career-high assists, 
Uh, and I think that's who we're going to compare him to because, you know, both NCAA prospects, both you know, American centers, um, Keller made the move to wing. I don't think that they anticipate uh, Cooley doing the same. So yeah, Cooley being as the great with faceoffs as he is, I just don't think I just don't foresee that happening. I mean, yeah. it could. We could be wrong still, but I it's it's like it seems signs to be pointing towards that. Um, but I just could not. I just can't wait until the moment you can see Cooley and uh, Keller together. It's it's gonna be coming sooner or later. Like if not next season, like certainly on the power play, um, and then you know maybe the season after, we get Cooley as a full time number one center. Absolutely. Any final thoughts you want to give out about Clayton Keller before we close things off? I just one of these days we'll do a deep dive into the uh, the drought years for Keller and. Yeah, that, that'll be painful, but he has come a long way. Um, and you just love to see him rebound like that. Absolutely. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch him continue to uh, to progress and continue to show to be a, uh, a star for the Arizona Coyotes. But that's going to be it for today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available every way you get your podcast, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Locked On Coyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I'm personally at Robin underscore Leano. Carl Pavlock is at 54Howard. Interact with us, ask a question you might have, we might answer right back. We're on a future episode of the Locked On Coyote Podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Ah!